Well, hi, everybody. This is Dylan Dilgaff with you, bringing you episode number 40 of the Tickle Me Comedy uh, podcast. Uh, we're so grateful that you've hung out with us for all these sessions. I can't believe that this is number 40. This is, it seems like we only, a couple weeks ago, we did number 10, and now this time is flying. Um, I thought of something over the last couple of days. We are social distance. You know, television makes us look a lot closer. But like we're it, actually like it, about, adds, it adds yeah, 10 pounds. It yeah. actually adds 10 feet, too. Yeah, we're so like we're 10, 15 feet apart, yeah. but uh, TV makes us look, yeah. look a little bit closer. <laughs> so um, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. We're, we're videotaping this uh, episode after Thanksgiving. Hope everything was fine. Uh, I hope you got to see family either in person or through social media, but at least communicate with family. I hope everything was wonderful. Uh, I wanted to give a little shout out to our uh, our staff. We've got Sammy, we've got Nick, we've got Malaysia who's off tonight. I don't know who gave him a, a leave slip. Um, I want to welcome our new our new uh, team member, Jesse. Jesse is uh, uh, taking over the helm of uh, putting this thing together. And um, who, who did I miss? Oh, Stefano. Stefano is, uh, is uh, not with us tonight either, but he's out there running around somewhere. Also wanted to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, Tickle Me Comedy and the Blue Zone Comedy Tour, uh, as well as Asian Cultural TV, who have been phenomenal in, in hosting and partnering with us to get these, uh, to make these podcasts a reality. And again, we want to thank you, the audience members, for, uh, for being with us every week, and we hope you enjoy it. Um, so without any further ado, uh, as you can see, I'm without my sidekick tonight, Isaac Israel. I don't know where he is. He gets more days off than anybody I know. I wonder if he's getting paid. I'll have to check that. Huh. But anyway, yeah, so he wants me to be here, but he gets a day off. I know. I don't huh. get it. But anyway, we'll we'll find him between now and maybe the next episode. We'll see. But uh, without any further ado, I want to introduce our our uh, our uh, guest for this evening, Mr. Tim Morris. Hi, Tim. How, How are, are you? you? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am great. Hmm. It's almost as good as me. Almost as good as that's almost. what I heard. Yeah. I have a pretty I have a pretty good I have a pretty good life. Yeah, that's good. So tell us, uh, tell us what you do, Tim. Well, I'm a bartender by trade. Well, I was until this whole thing happened with the pandemic, and I haven't worked in a while. But but I am a bartender by trade. I've been doing it about 20 years. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, long time. I uh, wanted to work this bar uh, out on the strip. Uh, started practicing because I flip bottles. Started practicing uh, eight hours a day, seven days a week, and got the job. But I've been there, like I said, almost 20 years now. I'm, really? I'm. Wait, I have to back up. up. You do the bottle flipping? The, yes, my nickname is Flippy. I do all the flipping. I do all the... I do this stuff. They do, whoo, whoo. Look out. <laughs> and you didn't bring oh, any bottles? Sorry for the camera. <laughs> you didn't bring any bottles with you to give us an example? Um, I also heard uh, in, in some of the prep stuff that they gave me that you, you've tried to do a little comedy. Tell us about that. Yeah, I did. I actually was uh, gotten... Uh, like I Sometimes when I get in a rut... I'll just throw something crazy into the mix. Like, and I got to the point where I was like waking up, going to work. As much as I love my job, I was waking up, I go to work, I wear myself out because I put a lot of energy into my job, wear myself up, come home, look at the TV, and pass out. Boom. So I say, okay, I want to become a, a comedian. I've always wanted to do that since I was like 10. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to check it out. So I go online, bing, bang, boom, uh, find uh, Isaac, and he says, yeah, come down and take a class. We go down there, he takes a class. He kind of, like, being a bartender, I kind of had some jokes that I would use. Um, but he kind of, like, taught me how to, like, know what I was doing now. 
as opposed to just being like, well, that was funny and that wasn't, so don't do that anymore, do that. You know what I mean? So he kind of taught me what I was doing and how to make it a little bit more funny and how to do the timing differently. And mm -hmm. he taught me a lot about it. And then I started, I did some, uh, some stand-up shows, some, uh, just some, uh, some open mics, nothing, I didn't get paid or anything. Uh, yeah. Not yet anyway. But, uh, but yeah, I did a couple of open mics and it was a good time. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a little, a little tough. It was, you know, but I, I already had a following as a bartender, so. Oh, brought, brought my own I audience with brought me. in a lot of people. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, was, did they like, laugh? Did they laugh? They laughed. I could tell yeah. when they were faking it though, so it's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Oh yeah, there's a couple times. In fact, one of mine that's on video. There's a video of me saying, "Ah, that one's not going to go in." Because you guys just laughed that one because you're all my friends. <laughs> a mercy, a yeah. mercy laugh. Don't, right? You don't gotta lie to me. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not trying to get away with nothing. If it's not funny, just don't laugh because then I'll say it to somebody else and look like an idiot. <laughs> so did you do your first stand up after the after the class with Isaac? Or? Yes. Sir. Okay. Yep, and I did it, it was actually at the place. They don't do them in there anymore, but at the place that he told me to meet him, it was like in that same room, so it was really was, easy. Was that the showcase for the new for the comics that were in the class? Uh, no, no, no. I did. I started doing. I started doing open mics. The, like okay. I think it was the the week. The, well, the week after. Don't don't tell the comedians that we're at the show that I said this. But uh, I showed up to my first open mic a week after he taught the class. He okay. said, "Hey, there's a there's an open mic this day." So I said, oh, "I'll go check it out." So I went to check it out. And I was sitting in the crowd, and I was like, I'm better than this. <laughs> so I got up, and of course I bombed, and I was talking too fast. And, yeah. and I, I didn't expect to do well, but it was nice to get my feet yeah. wet, and none of my friends were there, so I can mess up. And That's the hardest part is to do the first one, because you're nervous. Um, oh, I was talking. You could, I couldn't even understand yeah. me when I watched the video later. Yeah. I was like, blah, 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 like punchline, punchline, punchline. I was yep. like, when, <sighs> when, So I'll, I'll do that, too. When I get nervous or... If I don't have, if I if I only get so much time and I have so many jokes I want to tell, mm -hmm. I wind up speeding up and yeah. I don't even understand me after that. At some point, yeah. I sound yeah. like you know what I sound like the guy on the TV commercials telling you about all the 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 the, the oh at the end at the end he's talking about all the legal stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sound like that guy after a while, yeah. but oh yes. yeah, I believe it. So when you took the class, you learned what did you learn? You learned one of the things. Well, what I learned was. It's not as easy as it as it looks, is it? Well, see, when you were saying that it was hard to get your feet wet, because I've been bartending for 20 years, like, I, I also compete, or I used to compete in bartending competitions. Oh, so sometimes I'd go out there, there'd be a bar, a bunch of bottles, uh, 500 people looking at me, okay, now flip bottles, and i flip bottles and go and do my thing. Oh, nice. So when I, when I got up on stage the first time, I actually wasn't that nervous. It's just, uh, I drink a lot of caffeine. So sometimes I get a little excited, and then I start talking too fast, and then, you know what I mean? But, and I was, it was a little bit of nerves, but like getting up on stage wasn't that big to me. I didn't, I didn't it wasn't, it, that wasn't the hard part for me. The hard part for me was like, like what he, what he, he was teaching like misdirections mm -hmm. and uh, like, like changing some of my, some of my jokes into joke format as opposed to just, cause like when you're at a bar, right. everybody's drunk, everybody's gonna laugh. Yeah. And I, you're in charge of the liquor, so they're gonna laugh even if it's not funny, you know, so, but. That that's one of the things I learned is there's 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 rules for doing comedy. You know you gotta you gotta follow the rules mm -hmm. in order for joke structure and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm glad you took a class because yeah. just getting up there on stage and telling jokes is 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 yeah. not the, really the way to do it. So yeah. the, way, the way I started was I, I decided I wanted to be a comic. I was always the cut up in class and in school, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, and I retired. And after a couple of years, my wife said I have to do something get out of the house. So, okay, I'll go be a comic. Nice. 
Oh so, no. So you know when you're gonna start anything new, you gotta buy a book. Yeah. So I oh, bought yeah. I bought a book, How to Be a Comic for Dummies. And um, I didn't realize that there was there's a science behind it. Oh yeah. And uh, even the comedians that you see on TV, the, the real famous people like Seinfeld and, mm-hmm. and George Carl, they all have to follow the same rules. And it's, yeah. it's pretty... Uh, and it's funny, like after... Because like, I've been watching comedians since I was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Like my parents would always put it on like HBO half hour comedy hour. Back then is when I really started to listen to com- uh, comedians. And my da- dad, like I always watch them all the time. And now I go back and I watch some of those. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's the rule of threes. That's yep. a misdirection. This is... They're, they're making fun of themselves. This is... You know what I mean? Yep. Like you can you could go down the list and say like, yep. and if you're gonna make fun of one side, you have to make fun of the other side. Yep. Like it's just, I mean, it's just. Oh they, yeah. Yeah, they were. They did a. He he does a good job of teaching. I, I really oh, I really enjoyed the class, and he kept it fun. Yeah, he's a, you know? a excellent instructor. Yeah. If, uh, if the audience ever makes it to to uh, Las Vegas area and they want to do a, a stand up comedy class, Isaac is is, oh, yeah. a, is a great instructor. Uh, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> I uh, it might be recorded somewhere. Be I careful. Know. Nobody knows, just, just you know, us, right? Just in case. In case somebody's got hidden cameras. Um, so also in, in the stuff that they had given me for your, kind of your bio, it says that you uh, you grew up in Southern California. I did. Yeah, where I at? Did. Uh, Tahunga? Tahunga. Is the name of the neighborhood. It's in San Fernando Valley. Oh, the rich area. No. <laughs> it's actually, what's funny is, is now that I don't live there, I must have been the one holding them back. Because now that I don't <laughs> live there, it's actually doing well. Like, they just down the street from my house, they built like, these $1.5 million house. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, nice. I don't know. Hey, let's oh, wait yeah. till Tim leaves. And then yeah, seriously. <laughs> when that fuck kid is going breaking windows, <laughs> yeah. we, we can build some nice houses. Tahunga, they have Tahunga, Tahunga Valley and Tahunga Canyon. Tahunga Canyon. Yep. That's where all the rich people, the yeah. celebrities live. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like I said, it's actually gotten a lot better now. It's, it's, very, it's a really nice neighborhood now. Like, I, when we were growing up, it was a little bit. But. Like, you don't know that definition? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure what that definition. Yeah, it, it was it was okay. I mean, I I didn't die, and I only got beat up on small occasions. So yeah, oh, how fun was yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, when did you leave California? Uh, twenty years ago. I actually the job that I'm working now is I wanted to work that job. I actually came out here. I went and saw a bartender at the top of the uh, uh, the Rio. And uh, I loved it. I said, I want to be a flair bartender. So I went home and started practicing. And then I came back out here, went to Carnival Bar, the one I work at now, mm-hmm. once, saw a guy, Steve Pacheco, flared, like, was like this. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, I want to quit my job and move to Vegas. Done. Two seconds. He went like this. Boom. And I was like, I'm out. And I went home and told my bosses, I don't want to be here anymore. And they hired me over at Shadow Bar at Caesars Palace. And then I moved around and then eventually got the job. This is my dream job now. Like it's how cool is that? Oh yeah, it's like I said, I got it good. Well, we'll, we'll bring you back in a, in a few weeks. Next time, bring some bottles. <laughs> you have you have unbreakable kind, right? Uh, yeah, Practice yeah, bottles. Yeah. Oh, do uh, something for us next okay. time. I, I always every time you see those people, I think of Tom Cruise. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Except I'm better looking. Oh well, but. the duh. <laughs> a little taller. So am I. <laughs> but don't tell him. Don't tell him I said that. Um, because I think that's an amazing thing. I, I, I get mesmerized watching that. Well, thank you. It's the coolest thing. I ever. love doing it as much as people love watching me do it. I've been, mm-hmm. like I said, I've been doing it for years and years. And, like, I've had people that have come and they've coming, been coming. Like, it started out as, like, oh, that's my customer. And then that's my friend. And then now it's come, come to the point where I'm like, that's my family. Like, I, I know, right? Like, I'm, I'm not working right now. And they call me. And I call them. And we just talk and hang out. And it's really oh. weird. Have you seen the robotic bars? Yeah. Oh. They don't do any of that bottle throwing. Mm-hmm. So no. Like, well, have you seen the... Uh, 
the uh, the hamburger flipper. Oh yeah. Do you know what his name is? No. Flippy. Flippy. Those that's sons your nickname, of guns. Right? That's my nickname. Flippy. And I was like, you dirtbags. Yeah. That was my idea. Yeah, that's copyrighted. Yes. <laughs> I wish I had. All right. Oh shoot! If I would have got Flippy.com and I know, right? Oh man, I could have been. You could have been have your own bar. But apparently, there's a cartoon character in Asia somewhere that's called Flippy. Really. And he's got all that and. Huh. Oh well. Nice. Maybe they would have bought it from me. I, I can't tell you what my nickname is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, believe me, it's fun. It's a, a G rated yeah, show. It's a G, yeah, yeah. G rated show. So, anyway, I, I, I really like that, uh, that. What do you call it? Flair bartending? Flair bartending, yes. How did it get that name? Oh, because it's a. F, well, F L A I R, flair, the definition is to go above and beyond. Okay. You know what I mean? To do extra at your job slash whatever you're doing. If you do it with flair. There you go. Like Ric Flair, he always went extra and big, I jump off this, and so that's why it became Flair. I didn't realize it actually had a title called Flair Bartending. Yeah. Is there like competitions for that? Yes. Oh yeah. Really? All over entered? the world. I've been, shoot, I've been to London five times. I've been to, really? uh, yeah, I've been to Amsterdam. I've been to Rotterdam. I've been to China, Japan, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, uh, Cayman Islands. I've been all over. And ninety nine percent of the time, uh, you go if you win the competition or take like top five, it'll pay for the trip. Really? Because because the prize money. You know what I mean? And so, how have you done? I've done well. I've, I've done. <laughs> Is there anybody else here to toot my horn? And I'll toot my own. <laughs> I've done very well. I've done well. I've done. I. I've done well. Like I said, I have a good life. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not unhappy with any of my. Uh... I saw that Maserati you drove in. <laughs> <laughs> Life's been good. Life's, Life's been, been good. good. Life's been very good. Right? Lost my license and now I can't drive. <laughs> yeah. I drove in my, in my Pinto. Yeah. <laughs> that's how well I'm doing. <laughs> but I, uh, so, so that's really cool. So, oh, so what's your favorite city that you visited? Oh, shoot. That would, I, Have you thought about that ever? No. I mean, I, well, of the traveling I'm doing, I've loved everywhere I've been. That being said, it made me really love America. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you don't realize some of the things that you, Take just granted. take for granted, and then you go to another country, and you're like, really? Like, I, I'm not trying to break the law. And they're like, oh, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, my bad. Oh. Like, I was under the impression that I was an American, but apparently I'm not in America yeah. right now, and I have to be careful what I say. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for that. <laughs> but, yeah, no but freedom of speech like there is in America. On the other side of that coin, because mm-hmm. I've traveled abroad a lot, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I've noticed is that public transportation mm-hmm. in foreign countries puts ours to shame. Oh, yeah. It is amazing. You know, we, uh, my, wa- my wife and I, we, we traveled all over Europe, mm-hmm. all over Asia. You can go, you, we didn't even need a car yeah. to go anywhere. It's amazing. Well, when I was in Chicago, because I've, I've been to every state except for Alaska, I'm sorry, yeah, Alaska, Maine, and Hawaii. So I've been to every state too. And when I was in Chicago, that's how Chicago was. It wasn't necessarily like trains and stuff. I mean, you just walk out of the street yeah, and a car pulls up and it wasn't like it is in Vegas where you're like, take me two blocks and they're like 30 bucks yeah. you know what i mean you take you two blocks they're like two yeah. bucks three bucks you know Couple what i mean bucks, so yeah. it was yeah it was in fact when i went out i went out to go do a competition and i called my dad and i had just moved to vegas and i called my dad and said i'm moving to chicago i love this this is awesome like there's bars everywhere everybody's offering me a job like i can just i could live like upstairs from the bar i work at like this is gonna i'm moving I'm and he moving. goes and it was in july and he said go back in november yeah and i went back in november and we circled around and we couldn't find a spot to land because of the snow and I, before we even landed, I was like, nah. <laughs> I, I, I'll be in Vegas if you need me. I went to Chicago once and... Um, it was closed? No, it was... It was <laughs> I, I think this was the only day this century that the weather was perfect. Oh, we yeah. went 
oh my gosh, we went down to the um, the Coney Island thing mm -hmm. down there. The weather was like 80 degrees, yeah. no wind. And we looked at, my wife and I looked at each other and we thought, we could live here. Yeah. And then we said. Same thing happened uh, to me the first yeah. time I went. No. Yep. Chicago. I was, because we were hanging out on the beach. Yeah. The beach was packed full of people. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I know. I could live here. And the guy that I was staying at his house, he uh, he lived like four blocks on the beach. And I was like, is it expensive? No, not really. No. And I said, oh, cool. I'll just move to Chicago. Yeah, until the winter hits. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know how people do that. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I, I, I think I would dig out my car once yeah. and be like, nah, I'm out yeah. here. Well, in fact, some guy came to my bar, wanted to hire me, and said, hey, like, oh, how are you? This guy was wearing, he had like. He had a bracelet on that was this fat, was covered in diamonds. And then he's wearing all these rings and this big fat watch and necklaces. And he's like, I want to hire you to work at my bar. And I said, like I tell everybody, I'm expensive. Just, just so you know, this, I'm happy right here. If I'm going to go somewhere else and be miserable, you're going to pay me for it. And he goes, I don't care what the number is. You tell me. And I said, where do you want me to go? And he goes, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh. And I said, ooh, doesn't look good for you, buddy. <laughs> and he goes, go home and think about it and come back and give me a number. Needless to say, I gave him a number, and he said I was high on crack. And I said, I'm happy here. I don't. I mean, it's going to have to be double what I'm making here because oh, at least here I get treated. I get treated like gold by my bosses, my my customers. I mean, I, I get like I I got it good. Yeah, and That's, besides, I don't know. I I I guess I went to Milwaukee once or twice, mm -hmm. and it it wasn't one of my favorite cities. I mean, it's a nice city. There's nice people there. Yeah. And but uh, but it stops right there yeah, with the nice people. Right. <laughs> so so earlier I asked when you were traveling internationally if you had a favorite city, and mm. let me tell you about mine while you're thinking. Yes. Uh, so we we've, we've been everywhere, and um, the best city ever is Barcelona, Spain. Ooh, oh my gosh, that is the most beautiful city ever. They have this um, down the center of the city. I, I don't I can't remember the name of it, but it's a plaza that goes the length of of the downtown area. Mm -hmm. And that's where everybody congregates. And there's outdoor cafes. There's there's entertainment. That's where everybody congregates. And um, so we went there. We had a two week vacation, and we went and spent two weeks at a little hotel right on this thing. It's it's called Plaza de la Plaza, something de la Plaza. Somebody in the audience will know. But um, it, it was incredible. We had such a good time. And then and and then um, the, we saw this amazing sight. It's called uh, Church of the Family, Church de Familia. Uh, it was built by Gotti, the artist Gotti. Oh, okay. And um, this church, they've been building it for over 100 years. Wow. And it's the most incredible structure you have ever seen in your entire life. And I'm sure some of our audience has been there. I was just, that's probably the, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Nice. But Barcelona was my favorite city um, of, all the, of all the cities that I've been to. I've heard a lot of people, I've never been there. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people go to Barcelona and I've heard that Nobody is unhappy. No. But but I, I have favorite cities that I've been to, but I mean, I don't know if it was the city or my, I mean, because I, I went to Australia and I went to, and I was in Sydney and I wasn't a big fan of Sydney. Sydney was like, like New York with an accent. Mm. You know what I mean? And then uh, I went to Manly and Manly was like San Diego with an accent. Cool. You know what I mean? So it was, it was The like, same but different. Yeah. It was amazing. I mm. would, that, that would probably be, but, but like I said, one of my best friends was getting married. So I went out there and I was hanging out with him mm. and family and you know what I mean so I, I I don't know if it was the company or if it was the place but that was I had a great time in, in Manly Australia I've not been to Australia that's kind of on my bucket list I want to yeah. go on a cruise to Australia nice in the South Pacific I'd, I'd like to go um, I'd like to go to some of the islands in the South Pacific just because they're so pretty I've yeah. seen pictures of them and stuff 
but uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Then you got time. I know. I gotta. I gotta do better on my comedy to make yeah. more money. <laughs> or just start. Uh, Panhandling. Push, push. No, push out there. Oh, and have yeah. somebody hire you and bring you out there. Oh, I know. Right? That's what I did with bartending. You're like, oh, hey, you guys, you guys want me to come out there? And they're like, sure. And I'm like, okay, what I'll do is I'll, I'll compete in your competition or slash, uh, what's it called? Uh, be a judge in your competition or compete. And then I'll work your bar two days a week. How much money do you want to give me? There you we go. We give you this much. All right, that covers the ticket. I'll be right there. So you've been a judge as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, how cool. I, like I said, I've been doing it for so many years. I think I've been in every. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, and it's been, it's been great the whole time. It's, I, it's been so many cool people that I've met. I just thought it was, as you were talking, I thought, maybe I'll be a flair comedian. Yeah. I could, I could juggle jokes or something, right? <laughs> Talk some about it. See what comes down. We'll figure uh, it out. Juggling jokes. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to wind up going to Australia sometime, I yeah. think. Oh, it's amazing. Um, that's very pretty. And I say I didn't like Sydney. I did like Sydney, but, I mean, I was a tourist there. It just wasn't, wasn't that far out of my, like, Australia wasn't that far out of, because, like, I like to go somewhere where it, like, throws me for a loop, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. Like when you go to London, when I was in London, I was like walking down this, uh, where all these flats were, where the apartments were, and people had American flags with circles and crosses through them. Really? Like, like we love America, but we don't go out of our way to say we hate other people. No. They were going out of their way to say, but then, but then on the other side of that, I actually talked to a guy, I was at a bar out there, and I said, I talked to a guy, uh, standing at a Friday's, an American grill, and, uh, and I, he said something about, oh, you're from America? And he goes, yeah, he goes, I hate Americans. And I was like, well, right on. Like, well, we feel the same about you. Awesome. Yeah. Like, whatever. I don't Touché. care. And then uh, I said, do you hate Americans or do you hate American politics? And he goes, I hate American politics. I said, do you like your politics? He goes, no. He goes, nobody likes politics. Like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, and then we ended up chatting it up and being cool. And, like, and I didn't have any. Like, I saw things, like, with the circles and the cross. But every single person, except for him, was immediately, oh, cool. You're from America? Awesome. Yeah. Like, let's hang out. Let's have fun. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like everybody thinks it was. Everybody's like thinks that they're snooty and rah, rah, like they're not it i went there i had a great time like i said i'm back four more times after that yeah many many years ago we we did a six-week uh uh backpacking trip through oh, europe nice and the, the one thing that i noticed is that um when you see something american like uh we were in munich germany and there was a mcdonald's Oh, yeah. And you see, and you're thinking, wait a minute, something's wrong with this picture. Yeah. And you go in there, and it's a McDonald's, and it's just like your home for a minute. It's but what cool. was on the menu? Would they have different items on the menu? Because with my travel, I've noticed, like, when you're in Mexico, they have more yep. Yep. salsa-y, yep. you know what I mean? Like, like well, uh, what's it called? When I went to Singapore, because when I, usually when I go to another country, I'm like, I want to eat nothing of the norm. Like, I go to, really? I'll get in a cab and be like, take me where the Americans don't go, and they'll take me to a spot, and I'll go to the first restaurant, and like, bring me food Americans would never eat. They're like, all right, I'll bring it out and I'll try it and eat it, blah, blah, blah. But then uh, in Singapore, I was in Singapore for 11 days. On that 11th day, I was like, take me to Burger King. Take me what do you to want? Burger I want King. a burger yep. <laughs> with American. cheese. I want a burger. A burger, exactly. I wanted to put on cowboy boots and go stir up and in there. Like, I, I just wanted to, I wanted American food. Because, I mean, we were eating, we went to one restaurant. They didn't have plates. They had, uh, they had uh, uh, banana leaves. Oh, really? They had banana leaves, and then, like, there were no forks. You just ate with your hands. Mm. And there's a whole table of, like, ten of us, and everybody's just boom, 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 boom. And I was like, but that's, I mean, that's, that's why I go out of the country. Though. I don't want to, I want McDonald's, I can get McDonald's. But, so we did, we did some uh, extensive traveling in Turkey. Oh, nice. And uh, that's, that was not so much now, but it was, um, it was very interesting. This was about ten years ago. And uh, Turkey was an amazing country. Uh, the food was phenomenal. And so I'm on my mobility scooter, and... In some countries, they don't have curb ramps. ramps. 
Yeah. And so uh, on several occasions. It's another reason why I like America. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and so in, uh, on several occasions, I couldn't get up the curb to go into a restaurant. Yeah. These people, oh, you're American? No problem. So they bring the whole table no with way. the chairs out into the street by the curb That's and awesome. serve us out there. So there we were one time, and we had candles on the table, and we're sitting right by the traffic go flying by. But they're very hospitable, you know, as yep. long as you don't. As long as you don't cop an attitude. Yeah, as and long as you're not like people, I'm American. Yeah. yeah. At this hotel, we stopped in one time to, to get a drink, and there was this, this Texan, big, tall Texan guy with a cowboy hat on. I think we were in Paris. And uh, he was really upset because he couldn't get a room. And so in his, in his deepest Texan accent, he's thinking, after all we did for you people in the war. Oh. And it's like, oh my gosh. You're that wasn't it. you and it wasn't them. I know, right? <laughs> that was way before you. It's, you were two. You know, you know that's, that's why people think that's badly about Americans is yep. because of the exception. I'm American. You need to treat yeah. me like a king. No, bud. Yeah. yeah, some people are like that. That's just makes people like me and you look good. I know, right? <laughs> So I'm saying. I know, <laughs> but I do. I did. I do like traveling out of the country. There's so many cool things to see, and the yeah. people on in general, people are great. Oh yeah. You know, like I like I said, I had that one problem with one guy, and I was like, really? And he goes, Nah, not really. Like yeah. you seem like a cool guy, so, and I'm like, I you see. Yeah. I'm not. I don't like the politics anywhere, and you hate the politics everywhere, so we're the same. Yeah. So see, we're the same. Eh. Amigo. Yeah. So right. that like I said, that was as far as it ever got. I never had like knock on wood. I never had. Yeah, I'm not gonna knock on the table. I'm not on the table. <laughs> but I never had any, uh, I never had like, like, I mean, I had a couple situations where it was like, that's shady. It's time to go. Everybody, let's go. You know what I mean? Cause like when I was in Amsterdam, there were times like we we're walking down the strip and I am not, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that. I don't smoke. I nothing. And so, uh, I, um, as I, w I went with 10 guys, but I won a competition in London. There was enough money to buy a plane ticket to Amsterdam. So I went to Amsterdam. These 10 guys went with me. All ten guys partook in everything that you could possibly do in Amsterdam. Oh so we're walking down the strip, and I got these ten guys ahead of me, and then I see some guy, which I found out the uh, slang term for cocaine is Charlie, because I didn't know at the time. And some guy's like, "Hey, we got Charlie over here. You want some?" And then one of my buddies is like, "Sure." He doesn't sure. know either. He starts <laughs> trotting down the aisle, like, "Whoa!" Like going down like a dark alley. I'm like, "No, get back, <laughs> get back in line!" Like absolutely not. Like, but other than that, I mean, I guess maybe I just avoided it but i've never had a like amsterdam was cool amsterdam is awesome and i don't even i don't i don't partake in anything and i still had a great time i know i'm i'm, I'm there with my wife and you go down the, the main street and they have oh yeah the red light district and so they have in front of building in front of a, like an establishment they'll have a little glass room mm -hmm. and inside the room it's got a glass wall and it's got curtains and on the side is a door and in there is a is a could be an attractive woman or not so attractive woman a heavy one, a light one, it doesn't matter, all kinds of women. And you just kind of go around, knock on the door. She lets you, you in. go in, they set the blinds. And then again, you have to look at this up there. I know, right? So and it's, then... <laughs> but it was, uh, it was quite an experience. And it's yeah. like, uh, it's yeah, like, it was trippy. We were sitting at the, uh, we were sitting at a coffee shop just watching one and we see like, like a girl, she was attractive and we were sitting there and some guy goes up the door and knocks yep. on the door. And, and then as he's coming out, we're like, oh, another guy's going in. They're like, hey. I don't want to know. But that was a very but, interesting city. Oh, yeah. You, it's you, great. Well, I mean, uh, what is it? Hash, mushrooms, and yeah. weed are legal. I know. And like I said, my friends were. Like, up in, they're up in the room. We're all paid. We're split in the room. They got a, uh, they paid for a, a Carrie, Kate, Kate Lee Ash, and who's those two girls? 
Oh, the twins? Twin, yeah, those girls. They get a movie from them. And I'm like, guys, like, guys. I'm not smoking anything, so you guys are going to laugh at anything. Can I pick a movie? <laughs> and they're like, no, so we watched it twice. Oh, <laughs> oh so horrible. So horrible. Yeah, yeah that's right. don't tell them I said that. Yeah. Oh, nobody will find out. I don't, yeah, it's not like I'm it's recording just, it. It's, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just us. It's just us here. Nobody's going to find out about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was a lot of fun. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it some of the cities I went to. Um, have you been on cruises? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. I didn't like it. Really? Personally, no. I, I, don't, I don't blame people that like them, but I just, I'm more of a, I'm just gonna like, I mean, there's times when I'm traveling and I walk out and I look to the right and I'm like, we're going that way. What's that way? Mm. Huh? And we just start walking and we end up getting lost and then we find something and yep. hang out there all day and blah, 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 blah. But at a, in a cruise, you're like, you got the buffet, you got the pool. Yep. You got the comedy club. You got the, <laughs> you got the and the guy that's doing the comedy in the comedy club serves you serves the mashed potatoes that the, all you can eat, and he also cleans your room. Yep. And you know what I mean. So it's like it's weird. Not to say that they weren't funny. They were funny, but but I, I just I I like to have a bigger. It, it was seems to me to that it. that would be an ideal place to have a flair bartender contest. They well they. It, Especially they, in a rocky sea. Yeah, yeah, I'd really test you. Yeah, right. <laughs> they have a lot of flare bartenders that work on those ships, though. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, for flare bartending, you kind of have to be in, like, a, a touristy place like Vegas or mm -hmm. on a ship because you do the same tricks kind of over and over again. You don't you don't come up with a new routine every day. You know what I mean? So it's better when people are rotating right. it rotating out, which, a, which a, uh, a boat mm -hmm. is kind of perfect because yeah, exactly. it fills up with a bunch of people and all those people leave, and then a whole new group of people come in. You can start yeah. scratching. Nobody's ever seen over. stuff like that. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, well, you weren't here last cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I was just doing this two days ago. Yeah. But, uh, shoot. But, um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. So, cruising, that's probably one of the, my favorite things to do, too. Yeah. Is cruising. Not that I didn't have a good time. I had a good time. Yeah. But, but I tried to make a good time out of everything. Uh oh. Well, the I, camera's picking up my dog hairs. Oh, well, we thought, oh. Dog hairs. We thought maybe you'd just shave. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there wouldn't be this much hair. <laughs> It'd be a lot less hair. It'd be more gray. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Mm. The flowers blocking him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Good job, flowers. Got my back. So, so what do you want to talk about? Mm. What would you like to share with the audience? I don't know. Um, Your philosophy on the pandemic. Oh. Uh, well, uh, well, this is uh, this show is more centered around uh, uh, comedy acts and stuff, right? Um, yeah, pretty like, much. Like, I mean, you guys are all comedians, and you guys pretty are, much. like, Tickle Me, I know that he does the, the comedy shows. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I, I could tell you, I could tell you, uh, do you want to truthfully know why I don't do comedy anymore? Sure. <laughs> it's going to hurt your feelings. <laughs> well, when I started bartending, I was doing these com these shows, right? And you go, and you I practice for eight hours a night, put in all this work, and I come in, and just like comedy, you flop. Mm -hmm. Okay? When I flopped, eight bartenders. The other eight guys in the competition came up and said, hey, man, it's fine. Okay, you're, you're good. It's your first one. You got it out. If you want to come over to my house and practice, we can do some stuff. We can practice with each other. We can have a good time. Like, and then everybody, when the competition's over, they're all, uh, they all stay and they drink. We're talking to girls. We're having a good time. I went and did my first open mic comedy show, tried to talk to people. People were like, and I was like, what? Like, what? Did I say something wrong? Like, did I steal your joke without knowing? Like, this is my first show. If I said a joke that was yours, tell me, and I won't use it. And then I even had a guy that said, uh, he said, I went on and I talked about the, because uh, the host of the show looked like uh, Ned Flanders and uh, the lead singer Queen had had a baby. So I said something on that, on that note. 
And then some guy walked up to me and said, uh, you never make fun of the host. Oh, really? And I said back to him, well, I'm learning from one of my friends, and he said that nothing's off limits. That's what I was under the answer. You never do that. So time goes on, and I kind of get out of it. I go see him at a show at another one. That guy's hosting again. Guess what he said? Yeah, he took it, right? He took my joke. Told me not to say because he wanted to tell everybody yeah. that it was his joke. Exactly. So that's why I, I just, I think because when I, when I started Flare Bar and everybody was like, let's do it together. Like, like that's why, like I said, I always, I would probably get back into comedy. But if I went into comedy, I would show up with a crew. Yeah. These are my five guys. We're all funny. Yeah. And if you guys, like at the end of this, we're going to buy some drinks for some girls and hang out and have a good time rather than, because I mean, literally people were, like in the show that I was in, people were going out and moping. And then one time I brought in, uh. Because I, I, I didn't put anything on Facebook right away. And then I put some stuff on Facebook, and they said uh, uh, 40 of my friends showed up in this bar that was about as big as this place. Mm-hmm. So I packed the place. Boom. The owner was at home, came in, and was like, thank you so much. And I was of course, like, this is what it's all about. Like, it's we're fun. all trying to help each other out, and yeah. everybody wants to make money. And if I can help you make money, and you got you let me get up on stage and help you make money, that's what it's about. But the first thing some, somebody says to me when I walk off a stage, the only, people, the only reason uh, anybody laughs is because they're all your friends. I was like, thanks, and I'm short too. You yeah. want to bring up my my dead dog from two years ago? Like, what what are we talking about here, man? That's well, probably why I'm still not in comedy. So, okay, so to get a little bit serious, sorry. No, 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 that's okay. I know it's a comedy well, show. I'm supposed to be serious. Not supposed to be serious. Let's say, well, it's okay. But, we have no format. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. He'll just cut but that part out. No, let's explore that a little bit. So, <laughs> have you done like a real show? Well, I did the one show, uh, like not not a pain show now. No, but a, not a, not a not an open mic, but a regular show. No. Okay. My experience is that it's a, a big difference between open mics and a regular show. And I haven't been doing comedy for that long, but this is one of the things that I've observed, is that when you're at open mic, you got other comedians there, mostly other comedians, and they're there, you know, they're, gonna, they're trying out their new stuff, you're trying out your new stuff. So it's not a real t- atypical audience. It's a totally different, you know, it's like I, I liken it to, doing heart surgery with a bunch of other heart surgeons standing around, right? Yeah. They're going to critique you, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So hold off on your, I don't want to do comedy thing until you've done a couple of shows, whether they're paid or not, for, with a like real audience out yeah. front. Because I think you'll find a difference. Well, yeah. I just, well, the thing is with me is like, because like, cause I did talk to people about it. I said, well, is, is it always like this? Like, is every crowd like this? Because, I mean, it was literally people were in the crowd like this. Like, Really? Oh, yeah, not even looking at me. And I'd go and say, like, hey, what do you think of my show? Is there anything you can help with? And he'd be like, eh. In fact, that one guy was up at the bar, ordered a drink, and I'm like, yeah, I'll get that guy's drinks. Hey, great show today, man. Like that. And he goes, oh, thanks. Thank Takes God. off. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm trying to, like, open up avenues and have friends. Like, I don't even care if I make it as a comedian. I got my – I'm happy being a bartender. You know what I mean? If, if they were like, boy, you suck, I'd be like, well, I've still okay. got my bartender. <laughs> like, I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, but I just wanted to go there and try something new and have some fun. And every and like and then, but I back back to what I was saying. Um, they said like you're gonna have to be um, a bartender at open mics for a set amount of time before you get a job like that. I said I'm not willing to do that. Sorry, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep doing open mics and have these people put me down and put me down. And all of them were like bummed out. And I was like, no wonder you're bummed out. Like, yeah. I don't want to be bummed out. Like I'm not gonna hang out with you guys. Did, I'm out of here. Did somebody tell you you have to do open mics for a certain period of time? And, well, they said once you get your the feeling of it. You have to do open mics until you get a good act. And well, I, I was told like if you could come up with, I forget what the time frames were, but they said like you'll come up with uh, five minutes. And if they like your five minutes, they want you to come up with ten minutes. Mm-hmm. If they like your ten minutes, and you want you to come up with thirty minutes. When you're thirty minutes, you usually get fifty dollars a show. Like I forget what the exact numbers were, but sure. it's been a, it's been a few years since I've done it. But mm-hmm. 
but yeah, but that's it's been it's been tricky. But that's yeah. Well, don't don't give up on it because I, I I think you're, you're you're pretty funny. Thank you. You have potential. Uh, <laughs> maybe one day. One day. I will. Put, put me under the wing. It'll be jury, good. The jury's still out. Yeah. <laughs> haven't reported back yet. But um, yeah, so you, and when you do it, like I said, when you do a show in front of uh, a live audience, a regular audience, it'll be totally different. Well, the thing is, is, I had a good time. Like when I brought in those forty people, and then when we did the, because there was a final that Isaac had, and he was like, we got he, he uh, uh, put, uh, had a show at the uh, Hard Rock, and so uh, and we went there, and I didn't know that my friends did this for me. Because I said, hey, just a few friends show up. I'm going to have this show. If you guys want to show up, show up. Well, we had friends coming from Texas. Really? and from, Yeah, everybody was coming into town to have this big meeting that they had. They played poker every year. Mm-hmm. And since everybody was there, so there was probably 120 of my friends there. Really? You know what I mean? It just, I mean, it just packed the place. And, of course, then the guy comes over. Hey, thank you so much. And, yep. and by then, I had made a few friends in the class. So they were very appreciative that I had brought everybody. But it was actually funny because uh, he, like, he was like, hey, you're going to go uh, like third from last. And I was like, okay, like there's probably 15 people, like gives me an idea of where I'm sitting, like as far as my comedy goes, I need to work on some things to get to where I'm closer to the end. I was like, that's cool though, I'm like, I don't mind criticism, you know what I mean? And then he goes, uh, people start showing up. And he goes, you're fifth from last. A couple more people show up. You're going fifth. <laughs> A couple more people show up. Because how's it feel to headline your own, your first show? <laughs> yes. I saw that. Headline of my very first show. Yeah. That- yeah. That is a, a but so joke. I mean I had a good time because all the people I was telling jokes to had the same sense of humor as me because they were my friends what? and there was all stuff they hadn't heard and they know you and they can yeah exactly yeah. I did that I I, I have a, a following and uh, they usually try to come out not quite as many as you have but one time I had a bunch of family in town and I, there was probably ten or twelve family members and I, I drove them along with me they'd not seen me do comedy and um, so I wrote some family jokes nice. And oh my gosh, it was the best laughs I had all night. It was just coming from one table, but it was hilarious. Laughs, laughs or laughs, you take them out, you can get them. I, I'll take any laughs. Pity laugh, I'll take it. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you talked about your brother when you were six years old, yeah. and it's like he, it's kind of an inside joke, but it's still so. Yeah, it was kind of fun. So, so one of the things that I've learned again in the short period of time that I've been doing comedy again, haven't been doing it very long. And um, how long have you been doing it? Um, six years. Oh, really? That's not long. No. <laughs> no, there's okay. people, there's people that have been doing it for. Decades. Oh yeah, I mean, there's yeah. people that do it longer than you, but six years, you got to have yourself a pretty good, uh, pretty good resume, no? Oh, I hope so. You getting paid gigs? Oh yeah, doing something right. Well, not since the pandemic. No, well, I'm not getting paid you gigs know. right now because of the pandemic, and I'm a bartender I know, in I've Vegas. Been doing comedy in front of the mirror, and I'm not getting paid for that. <laughs> pretty I think bad. It's the same thing for bartenders. I, I'm cause... not getting any laughs either. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's a lot of fun. So the more people you bring. The happier the the owners of the club are, yeah. that seems to be what I've learned is that uh, is they, they like you, especially if you can bring people. Well, I mean, the bottom line is the bottom line. I mean, I'm right. not I'm not going to try and say that, you know what I mean. My comedy is going to bring in that many people. Those people came because they were my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean, and they wanted to. But they, again, like it was like in the bartending community, it's very like, we got you, bro. What do you want to try? I want to try comedy. We'll be we'll there. Be, we'll you know what I mean? There. We got you. Like I don't I don't care where it is. I mean, I had I had uh, some customers that had flown out from uh, from Iowa. Like, I mean, they were like, we heard you're going to be in the show. We came out. We're retired. we got nothing better really? to do. So they came all the way out. And I had, like, people from California. I had, like, like, like it was it was a, it was was quite the show. Like, and that's and that's like kind of how the bartending community is. And it was tough. And I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again. Um, that was a bad time to get it, try to get back into it. But but uh, but it was tough just because when I got into it, I thought it was going to be, like, people like, like what you did. When you were like, well, don't, don't give up. 
you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, jump back in there and do it again. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be more of that and less of people being like, no, you shouldn't say that joke and then steal it. And then other people telling me the only reason anybody laughed at my joke is because they were my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then, But I had, like, my bartending, one of my bartending friends, Randy. I've been friends with him since way before I was a bartender. So over two decades, I've been friends with this guy. And he, uh, I went in there and I showed him my notebook. And I said, these are all my jokes. These are all my this. So as we're watching other comedians, he's watching other comedians, but he's kind of thumbing through my stuff. He's a funny guy. Like, I would, I tried to get him into comedy. He wouldn't do it. But he, like, he goes like this and says, can I write some stuff down? And I said, dude, by all means. Starts writing stuff down. Boom, 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 boom. And his joke, his joke that he let me have was the one about Ned Flanders and uh, the lead singer. That was his joke. Nice. Yeah, and so he and he was like, and he just thought when the guy came out, he goes, "Oh, dude, you gotta say this. Check it out." Oh yeah. Like that, I was like, "Oh, sweet." Mm, so like, he's oh, yeah, he had some good jokes stuff. for you. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. but that's how I thought that the whole community was gonna be. I thought the whole community was gonna yeah. be like, "Hey, I got this bald joke. I got hair. Uh, can you? Do you want it? Like, oh yeah, I'll take it, man. Thanks. I'll like, try it. Take it. I got this joke about being ugly. Maybe you can have it. No, what? Don't say that to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you. You get all kinds of different audiences. This one night we were doing, a, uh, Isaac and I were doing an open mic at this place down by um, Fremont Street. Mm-hmm. And it was this cute little uh, establishment. And the people that were hosting it, uh, they were a little bizarre. Uh-huh. They, a little shady, huh? No, not shady. They were just, um, I can't remember the name of the group. But anyway, they were they were like really different. So yeah. there weren't just comedians. There were other kinds. There were people that were doing poetry. Yeah. There were people that thought they could sing and play the guitar. And then, um, so I get up to do my set, and the, the young girl that's hosting it is sitting in the front row. And I'm, I'm doing my jokes, and she's saying, oh, you can't do that one. Don't say that again. Well, I'm doing my set. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So the point was, is that you gotta just keep pushing through. You know, if, if there's adversity, you just gotta push through it. and. And just get past it because it's it, it'll be a lot of fun and so fun. she just sat there looking at me like dude I told you not to say that see I don't I, I don't know like I but I think a lot of people are like that where they're like you have to be careful what you say but I think I think comedians kind of like one of the things I like about comedians is they kind of like 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 expose the pink elephant in the room you know what I mean I suppose where everybody's like oh like and then he makes a joke about it and you're like oh okay like we all knew it was there but we didn't want to talk about it maybe we should talk about it like I always thought it's been like that and nowadays it's like nah you oh, talked about that gosh. nobody watches you anymore and I'm like oh wow I mean which you know I, know I kind of wish they do to me that'd be the most attention I've had as a comedian ever so so when I started it was a, even six years ago um, it's different now because you gotta yeah. kind of you got to be politically sensitive. Yeah. And it's like, really? I thought comedy was no holes barred. Yeah. That's what I thought when I got into it. And they, I said a joke about uh, Bruce Jenner, and everybody kind of was like, Meh. and then I, I did, like, I was like, I don't know. That's funny. I don't care what you say. Like, you could, you could hate me, but some guy that used to win the men's decathlon and now he's a woman. Like, I that's, I, well, that, that's funny. There's some, <laughs> there's some comedy in there. Yeah, somewhere. there's somewhere in there. There's got to be comedy. Like. But I haven't, I, I haven't had that experience. I haven't had anybody come up to me other than this crazy lady that night say, uh, well, I have to take that back. My wife on the way home. Wait a minute. The crazy lady came up to me at night. Well, no, hold on. My wife. Now, no, 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 no. Two, is this? Two separate ladies. <laughs> this, we're recording this. Your wife might see this. Be careful. Yeah, no. Two separate uh, ladies. Got it. Two separate ladies. Okay. The crazy lady at the comedy club. Okay. Different from the, the wife. Got it. Other uncrazy. <laughs> and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And sensual. And, and drove home with me. Yes. <laughs> On the way home, she'd be saying things like, uh, don't say that joke again. Oh, really? It's like, oh my gosh, I don't need to be critiqued by my wife. 
I think it was because I was doing jokes about her. Not her. I, actually, yeah. no, I wasn't doing jokes about her. I was doing jokes about her using a surrogate yeah. with my niece. But she knew they were about her. Yeah. Oh, well, my my girlfriend at the time watched one of my... No, my, my ex-girlfriend at the time. It was right after I broke up with my girlfriend. And my ex-girlfriend at the time, I had, actually had a joke about ex-girlfriends. And my ex-girlfriend now, I, I she's great. I... We broke up. It didn't work out, but I think she's a great person. I mean, we didn't we didn't hate each other. And be like, meh, meh, meh. But I had a joke about I love the way my ex girlfriend moves, and then it, she moves all her stuff out of my house and into her boyfriend's house. You know what I mean? I made that joke, but it was more for the girlfriend before that. And she heard that joke. She was like, I don't like that. And I was like, It's not about you, really. Like it's yeah. it's just an act. Like it's more. It more came to my head when I was thinking about my ex girlfriend from before. I was like, It's not you. And she goes, Yeah, but everybody doesn't know that. And I'm like. <laughs> But nobody takes me serious. Like, who cares? <laughs> so, but yeah, it's you jokes. Have, you should have some but, executive privilege. But she's, but she's my ex-girlfriend, so yeah, who cares? So I don't have to. Yeah. I'm never going to talk to you again. I like I that, though. I like the way you move uh, all your, your stuff, stuff out. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. I like it. But um, so That's called a misdirection, as yeah, I was talking. Exactly, right? Isaac, thanks, buddy. Yeah. We don't know where he is. Thanks for showing up tonight. <laughs> he's, he's got... It's great to not see. See, it's not. It's never mind. I don't know who who in HR gives him all this time. Yeah, off, seriously. <laughs> I want to talk to that. He must person. be the boss or something. Does he wear a suit? Who Isaac? Isaac. He showed up one night in a suit. But he's the boss then. Oh no, jerk. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> we did a we did a uh, bosses bosses make or uh, suits make me nervous. I know. Lanyards make me nervous and clipboards make me nervous. Well, I used to say when I was working because I didn't wear a suit at work. Is the only time I'm ever going to wear a necktie is if it's a job interview or a funeral. Yeah, that's it. No the only time I'm wearing a necktie is at my funeral. And that's because yeah. somebody else is putting it on me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It on. I'll show up to the funeral funeral. And it's going to be a clip on. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, if that, simple. I'm not I, much of a tie guy. Yeah, but um, so what does the future hold for you when this pandemic thing gets over? Are you working now? I, I didn't. Uh, I yeah. mm-hmm. I'm I get every once in a while they'll call me. Like I, I've got 20 years in the company, so I went from like top dog to I'm because I'm number six of the people that work there I'm number six so I went from like I can pick whatever I want down to now they call me every Thursday to work Fridays and they ask offer me a kiosk shift which is not on the main bar it's off the bar on the strip where all the homeless people are coming up where can I get a water you know uh, tying that back to your comedy maybe if you brought in more people to the bar you'd be like the headliner barkeep this is here lies the problem is when I did bring in more people because I bounce up on my head and I'm doing all my stuff and people start to pile up. The bosses come out and they're like, Hey, no more than, than five people at the bar at a time, no more than this. Got to keep it moving. You can't this, you can't that. And I'm like, I don't know. I've been for 20 years, you've told me to make it busy. I don't know how to not make it busy. Yeah. Like, so the next customer walked up and I was like, You're number six. <laughs> yeah, beat it. It's too many people here. Yeah. You're oh, right. wait a minute. Is this G rated? Oh, Don't show this to my mom. Yeah, with well, my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she finds out I'm flipping people off. Don't say anything in the podcast. You want your own mom to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. That's so. never worked. But uh, yeah, so I'm 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 anxious for this this pandemic thing to get over with. So am I. I am. You know, this is. Um, I mean, I've done a couple of, of shows. Mm-hmm. We did a uh, a Zoom comedy show. Nice. That How'd was, that go? Um, I, I've talked about it before, but I'll, I'll you, you hadn't heard it, but. It was interesting. We had some audience members and we had some other comedians. And my favorite part of it was I didn't have to I didn't have to memorize my set because I put it on an index card ah, right under the camera. Nice. Because I have a problem sometimes memorizing my set because I, I get off on I'll get off on a tangent yep. that's not even on my set list and it's like oh my gosh. So it was pretty cool. The feedback we got some feedback but it wasn't quite uh, I didn't I only did one Zoom. 
But then a couple months later, we did a uh, uh, a drive-in comedy show. Oh, that's cool. And Everybody just stays in their car? Yeah, everybody stays in their car. Well, there, we have some picnic tables out, too. Oh, okay. It was okay. a nice summer night. And, Did uh, they have microphones and put a... I mean, we had how a stage. Well, it was just like at a drive-in. Oh, okay. So we had a stage. Cool. Just trying to figure lighting, out that. And um, it was an industrial area. And um, so we put a stage and some lighting and some sound. And the people were parked in their cars. And we had some picnic tables. People were sitting at the picnic tables. And the feedback was really interesting. You know... Comedians, we live off of the, the feedback that we get, right? Makes Absolutely. Us, it keeps us motivated, keeps us pumped up. And so the feedback, we got feedback, but it was a different kind. It was honking of horns. Ah, which okay. Was, uh, we did, all of us, we kind of thought ahead of, uh, beforehand, we thought, uh, we don't know how this is going to work, but it... You're not going to know when somebody's enjoying no, something, but they... Yep. That's cool. You know, so I've said this before, but it's really funny. So, instead, you know, we always ask where people are from, mm-hmm. and... Um, we didn't have to that night because you could look at their license plates and say, "Oh, you're from Florida. Oh, you're from you're from oh, out. the one. You're from Hawaii. How'd you get here? Yeah, <laughs> must be driving fast. Maybe you must have a big gas tank. <laughs> but it was uh, it was pretty good. We had a, a great time. Um, so that was good. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, if the if the pandemic thing doesn't get over soon, we'll, we'll do some more of those because that was a lot of fun. It turned yeah. out well. But, well, I want the pandemic to be over now. So I know I'm, I wanna, I'm ready. I'm like, thinking, I was ready. Well, when they said they were going to close down, I was like, "Like they're not going to close down. It's a multi-billion-dollar company. I work for Harris. Like, there's no way they yeah. can close down." And then they said, "We're going to close down for two weeks." I was like, "Oh, well, it's not going to be any more than two weeks." <laughs> multi-billion-dollar company. They're not going to close down for more than two weeks. Seven months okay. later, I'm like, "Oh, yeah. anybody hiring? Home Depot." Well, I'm ready for it to get over with. I, uh, I uh, am ready to get back on stage. Yeah. Um, you know, this is uh, this is getting to be too much, but. So let's see. Anything else? How could do you have like a, a following on Facebook, or do you do so? Do you have like any YouTube videos or anything? Um, do? I do. I have some YouTube videos. None of them are mine. I it's ones that customers take. No, I mean oh, customers oh, will oh. take them off me and put them up. I okay, don't have. Okay. I don't have my own channel. Okay. Um, I don't have my own. Uh, I have an Instagram, but I don't really. I don't really do a lot of. So, I should. I should. If I did more stuff on social media, I'd probably, probably do well. But I just. So if the if somebody in the audience it. wanted to see you do the flair of bartending. I'd probably just go to YouTube, type in Tim Flippy Morris. Tim Flippy Morris. And, and the, the editing team will put it on the on the screen right down here. Right. But right um, here. Tim Flippy Morris. So what, check him out on, on YouTube and, uh, uh, and I, I see his, his great work. I, I, I love that. I think it's so cool. So this is my sad job. Every time we do one of these podcasts is I have to bring them to an end. Um, so I want to thank you for spending some time with us. I appreciate you guys having me in. It's you been know, a good time. I, I love doing this sort of thing. So When they told me that I was going to be interviewing a bartender, I thought, what are we going to talk about? But <laughs> like, I, like I said, every time I've done one of these, I'm like, how, how long is he been? An hour? Oh, my gosh. And then when know. an hour comes up, I'm like, oh, all right. Like, but it's been amazing. I'll make sure that I get out to see you do the, 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 the flair bartending. I would say any time, but yeah. after the pandemic. After the pandemic, any time. That's what I was going yeah. to say. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to come to an end here pretty quick. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm hoping, I'm praying yeah. that it does because yeah. enough is I'm, enough. I'm done with it. It's yeah. not. Yeah. I, I think enough. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen. So this is um, this is Dylan Dillgaff saying thanks for being with us. We really appreciate you watching the shows. We love that that we've got uh, some long-term visitors or our, 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 our watchers, um, and we're having a great time doing these things. Uh, sometimes we get a little out of hand. We. Uh, <laughs> 
With both of us? Oh my oh, gosh. No, no. We were going two different directions for one minute. But uh, again, thanks to our crew. Uh, thanks to uh, Tickle Me Comedy and the Blue Zone Comedy Tour and Asian Cultural TV. So I'm Dylan Dillagath, and until we see you again, good night, everybody.